0: Hi there, this is Rick Moyer for the Moyer household here in Aberdeen, Washington, wishing you a very Merry, Merry Christmas. In fact, um, Catherine, come on over here for a minute. Come here and uh, talk right into that microphone right there. Tell everybody a Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: And uh, Andrew, could you just poke over there and say Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. And uh, where's Amy? Where's mom? Go get her, and have her come say Merry Christmas. Mother! I said go get her, and she yells for her. This is a special Christmas Eve uh, presentation for you. I was invited to come and speak at the local Union Gospel Mission uh, banquet for Christmas. And this is where they invite uh, many folks that uh, are having a hard time to come and have a wonderful meal. And they get presents, and lots of special attention and sing christmas carols and i just really enjoyed getting up and giving a message called up on the housetop so i'd love for you to listen to it oh my wife's here just a minute you want to say merry christmas
1: merry christmas it was a good message i hope you enjoy it too
0: okay from our household to yours have a very merry christmas we love you and we'll uh, see you after the holidays
1: How are you? Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Would you do me a favor and would you just bow your head for a moment? We're going to go to the Lord in prayer and then I've got a, a, some stories to tell you tonight. So let's pray. Father, we worship you and we thank you for this great evening. God, each one of us are here tonight. We want our hearts to be open to hear what you're trying to say to us. And we do pray, God, that you would speak to us tonight. Lord, we live in a crazy world. So many things are unsure. So many things are out of control.
0: We are grateful that we can celebrate the birth of Jesus. And we give you praise for that tonight in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. When I was a kid, which
1: was now quite a long time ago, I don't like getting old. I've turned gray lately, which is kind of weird to me. I look in the mirror and I think, Dad, ooh. But when I was a kid, we we, we didn't celebrate Christmas as Christians. We didn't really know anything about Jesus. In fact, the only time I ever heard the name of Jesus is when my dad stubbed his toe. I've always wondered, why don't, when people stub their toe, why don't they go, oh, Buddha? I've always wondered. But no, we heard the name of Jesus, but it was all about a cuss word in our house until one Christmas. And I remember, actually it was an Easter, whoa. And my, my, my folks, or my, my mom and my sister and my aunt decided to go to church on Easter. And I said, what in the world would you want to go to church on Easter for? Isn't it about the Easter bunny? Well, they explained to me about this Jesus guy, and I kind of went, Ah, yeah, well, I don't want any of that. I'd like the M&M's, please. They melt in your mouth, not in your hands, and you don't have to go to church on Sunday to get them. Yeah. But when I was a kid, we kind of had some things mixed up in our home, and I'll never forget, it was the 1970s. How many people remember the 1970s?
0: Good. There's,
1: there's about five of us. That's great. When disco ruled, alive, alive. You remember that, Remember the bionic man? You remember that? Okay, I know all the young people here are going, this guy is nuts. I don't know what he's talking about. Just get on YouTube, you'll find it. Well, when I was a kid, I got so excited on Christmas Eve, it was the most wonderful, it was the most wonderful time of the year. And I was really gullible. How many people are gullible here? Yeah, well my uncles had told me this, they said, if you do not fall asleep by midnight on Christmas Eve, Santa will pass the house by and you will not get any gifts. Now that's really hard to tell a young kid that if he doesn't fall asleep by midnight on Christmas Eve, he's not going to get any presents, because what happens? They try really hard to, to go to sleep, and, and thus they stay up all night.
0: And that's exactly
1: what happened, and they even went further, and they got me really good. I'll never forget this. It was, it was late, I thought, in the evening. Of course, it wasn't that late. I was a little kid. You know, 7 o'clock to me was late in the evening. Is there a 7 o'clock in the morning? Anyway. I'll never forget this being in my room and going, I gotta go to sleep, I gotta go to sleep. And all of a sudden, I heard uh, something on the roof.
0: And I went, oh my gosh,
1: oh my gosh, I almost peed my pants. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, and I thought, I'm not asleep,
0: you're not even then,
1: And then I realized it stopped, and I heard a bunch of pounding on the roof. And, man, I got under my covers, and I closed my eyes as tight as I could because I wanted (laughs) presents. Come to find out, it was my uncles and my brother. I didn't know that at the time, but I got so excited. Now, why did I get so excited? I was anticipating something. I was was looking forward to the next day. In fact, the earliest I could get up, I was looking forward to it. Mom and Dad wouldn't let me get out of bed before about 5. Hey, man, I wish. And the funny part was my uncles would get together and they would go in and they would put, you know when it says some assembly required on the side of the box? You know what that really means? You're going to get a massive headache, you need to either drink coffee or something stronger to actually get this thing to put together. Because some assembly required means it's going to be a headache
0: is what it is.
1: And they would put all my stuff together the night before and play with it. Sometimes they'd break it before I'd wake up. <laughs> They, like, duct tape it together and say, no, really, it does work, Ricky. (laughs) Yeah, right. But I'll never forget having such a hard time sleeping on Christmas Eve because I was so excited about what was going to be under that tree. You know, what we expect really determines a lot of how we approach life, doesn't it? You ever thought about that? You know, if life really is a bummer, if life really there's nothing to look forward to how many people really want to get out of bed in the morning not very many of (laughs) us
0: oh that's too i didn't even know there was a three o'clock in the morning that's amazing but you know
1: how many of us love getting a gift if somebody hands you a gift how many people enjoy getting a gift isn't that fun i i do want to say something i am personally boycotting gift bags this year you know let me tell you why can i tell you can i tell you why Is that all right? Okay, let me just say this. No effort, folks. No effort. You just slop the gift in the bag. You hand it to somebody. They pull the tissue out and we'll walk. Where is the anticipation and fun in that? Now, I figure what you got to do is wrap it up tight. My son is using duct tape this year. So it takes the person about 40 minutes to open their gifts. And that's only one of them. Now, that's anticipation. You know why we like getting gifts? Because we don't know what's in them. And we're excited because as we open it up just the opening of it is exciting you know and, and you open it up and you you pull the little flaps off the cardboard and you oh you know and you pull it out like the year i got the montgomery ward stereophonic turntable oh my gosh i'll never forget it man it was under the tree it was waiting for me and i remember opening other stuff and going oh that was okay that was all right you know selfish little kid and then I opened it up, and there it was, a stereo. Not only a stereo, but it had the 45 of the Eagles Hotel California, baby. I was Oh, I was in love. Woo! Man, I whipped that baby up. In fact, my parents say that I almost fainted. That's how excited I was over this gift. You see, I, I had so much anticipation, I couldn't. Wait to, I was shaking, plugging the things in, and oh my gosh, you guys, two speakers. I was used to one of those little mono cassette recorders, you know what I'm talking about. The ones you could beat your brother with, you know what I'm talking about. So I put the 45 on and I started, on a dark desert highway, cool wind in my hair, and I'm like, oh yes. If I would have had a lighter, I'm not, do they have lighters in the 70s? Yeah, okay, anyway, I would have gone back and forth just like that. But see, I was anticipating so much, it was so fun. But you know, if you don't have anything to expect, it's no fun. I don't know if you've ever heard that song, the most depressing Christmas song ever. You know what it is? It's by Nat King Cole. You know what it's called? The little boy that Santa Claus forgot. My mom would play that every year. And I'd say, Mom, are you crazy? Why would you play this poor, depressing song? But I got to thinking about it. You know, not all of us have the same type of lifestyle. Not every one of us has opportunities during our life. And sometimes it can be not very fun during the holidays. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? And you know why that is? Is because we don't have anything to expect. We're not looking forward to what's coming next. One of the, the things about the holidays that makes it magic is the anticipation, the excitement about sharing and getting and giving. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So if we hope for something that didn't happen, how many of us have had, have had things happen in our life that we hoped were different than they turned out? They just didn't turn out the way we thought they would. I'll tell you what, I've had my fair share of that. And you know what happens? If we're, if we're not careful, we start to get depressed. We start to get down. We start, it's because we, don't, because we don't have any hope. And you know, people go to the doctor for drugs, and they go, they take, well, I mean, we all know what else we do to medicate our our pain. I mean, when you go to the dentist, I don't know anybody that gets their teeth worked on without Novocaine. You know why? Because we don't want the pain anymore, and we want it to get fixed. The only problem is when we go and do that, when when our life is emotionally a mess and things are are awful, we, we, we do the drugs, and then... When we wake up out of the stupor it's still there. At least when we go to the dentist they fix it, you know? But in life it's like that. Sometimes we just medicate our problems, and it's normal to medicate when you're hurting or you don't if you or if you've lost control over things. But how we deal with change in our life and how we deal with where we're at is really important because each one of us has been given a chance to breathe the same air. Each one of us has the ability to know God, who is our answer. He's better than any medication. I'm not saying that medicine's bad. But but he's better than any gift you could ever get. Because he changes things. He changes it. See, you're not alone in the fact that sometimes life gets out of control. Sometimes it gets bad. You're not alone. But sometimes you can feel that way, can't you? And all of us are probably really good at throwing ourselves a pity party, aren't we? Yeah. The only problem is nobody wants to come to it. We get all the stuff ready, and then we're there. We're like, whoa, is me. And everybody's like, what is going on? Pity parties aren't any fun. But I've got great news for you. I just saved about $300 on my car insurance from Geico. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: wrong commercial. Wrong commercial, yeah. Sorry about that. All right, I'll quit being a dork.
1: Seriously, though, I do have great news for you. You want to hear it? Luke chapter 2 in the Bible is is where you find the Christmas story. Well, you can find all sorts of cool stuff in the Bible, but in particular, we're going to be reading about uh, four or five books out of the Bible tonight, so just hold on. I'm joking. We're actually going to read out of Luke chapter 2. They actually thought, oh, wow. If I would have known that, I might have skipped dinner. Okay. All right. In chapter 2 of Luke, there's a very interesting section of scripture here that talks about shepherds and angels. Do you know that shepherds during the Bible times were like um, not the most respected people in the whole wide world? They smelled a little bit funny because they were out in the in the. Thank you, honey. Blinded me for Christmas. Huh? Thank you very much. Is there anybody out there? Can you hear me now? Anyway, the shepherds are out in the fields, and the shepherds aren't very well respected because they've got a pretty yucky job. It's important, but you know they're just kind of outcasts. And it says in verse eight, in the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened. I know I would be, man, if I was working at Walmart and all of a sudden the ceiling split open and a bunch of lights came down from it and they were all singing at me and shouting, I'd probably freak out too. Clean up on aisle seven, please. Clean up on aisle seven. And an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them,
0: I like this, do not be afraid. Like my angel voice? I don't know what they would sound like, but you know. do not be afraid. For behold, I bring
1: you good news of great joy, which will be for all of the people. Notice the angel didn't say for some of the people. The angel said for all of the people. I've got great news for you. And it wasn't about his car insurance this time. This time it was about humanity. This time it was about you and me said, For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. And when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So now all of a sudden, all these boring shepherds freaked out, got excited because they got some good news. And it motivated them to run in and see what was going on. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. See, I don't think the Bible is is written so we can fall asleep when we read it. I really think it has something to do with our life. I don't think God gave this to us to look at and go, eh, whatever. You think about that for a moment. Shepherds out in the field, minding their business, doing whatever they do with their flocks, taking care of them, and all of a sudden this amazing thing happens and it lights them up like a Christmas tree. And you know what? They were never the same. And you know the story. You probably do. I think everybody knows the story. They ran in and they found that baby. And they were in awe and they worshipped him. See, they had something really interesting happen to them that I think every one of us need to have happen. When we find out about the fact that Jesus came as a little baby and was born into this world for us, it should change the way we live our life. And it doesn't matter what station of life you come from. It just matters that you're alive and you're sucking air. Because we're all in the same boat. Every one of us. We all need... Jesus, how many would agree? Yeah. Yeah. People that lived ho-hum lives that were going through the motions and then hope and anticipation supercharged them. It changed their whole existence. The ordinary became extraordinary. Have you ever, ever felt like you're just going through the motions? Have you ever felt like you're at a dead end, just, just going through life? Have you ever felt second best, beaten down, disappointed by life, or even yourself? Hey, guess what? Let's just raise our, our hands. I'll raise everything I can. That's me. I've had every one of those experiences. And I think on a daily basis we go through some of these experiences. Christmas is celebrated all over the world. It's so awesome that they throw a birthday party for Jesus, the, the biggest party ever.
0: And many folks have a picture of this little
1: Jesus. He's so sweet and good. Rock-a-bye Jesus in the manger. We took the cow out so there wouldn't be danger. We, we think of this little baby Jesus. I made that up on the spot. You could tell, can you? Yeah. But we get this picture. We get this picture of this little baby. But let me tell you what. This is so funny. I was telling this to somebody the other day. So, Oh, you got that from that song, didn't you? I hadn't, I haven't heard this song. Let me tell you, everything changes because the baby grew up. He didn't stay a little baby, you know, crying and having this diaper change. He grew up. And if you follow the story of Jesus at all, man, you'll find out he was one of the most amazing guys ever to walk the planet he was selfless he healed people he set them free he loved people and he didn't care what they looked like what they had done in their life he cared about them that's pretty radical that's pretty amazing there aren't a lot of people like that you see Jesus paid the price of death for you and me he went to bat for us. He took pain and rejection, the same things we feel, and that bring us down and depress us and get us all mired in sin and garbage. He took all that stuff on himself. And we might have this great gift of Jesus coming in, into the world during Christmas time. We get all excited. But you know what? It gets even better than that. Because Jesus took our place. He was crucified on a cross. He died and took hell and death upon himself that we deserved because of all the sin and garbage in our lives. He took it for us. What? Who does that? The, the closest we can come to thinking about this is the soldiers that go, and, and, and they go out and they, and they protect our freedom and they lay down their life for our freedom. But this goes even further. It goes even further because, see, Jesus didn't stay Dead. The best gift you could ever receive is the fact that he rose again. And he offers to you and to me the greatest gift ever offered to the human race. And that is the gift of salvation. Now, if I brought you a gift today and handed to you, you're going to get a gift tonight. That'll be fun. But how how many people are going to open that gift? Let me ask that. Anybody going to open your gift tonight? Do you know how many people... Don't open the gift of salvation. Here, Jesus paid the price. He lived this amazing life. He dies on the cross for our sins. He raises again. He gives a gift out, and people go, Yeah, that's all right, Jesus. That's okay. You just keep it. Well, either people are stupid or they're idiots. Who wouldn't take a gift and open it up?
0: Of course, we would.
1: Of course, how do you know what's in the package until so you open it up? huh? Yeah. See, we think, we, a lot of us will come to God for fire insurance, and we'll say, thank you very much, I've got you covered, you know, and just, thank you for keeping me out of hell, I appreciate that, that's very nice, but they don't realize that along with the fire insurance comes some peace in your heart, comes some joy in your life, kicks some depression out of you, 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 you don't understand, This gift is the best gift you could ever get. It's better than all the infomercials. But wait, that's not all. If you act right now, you get a free paring knife. It slices, dices, and makes julienne fries. (laughs) No, it's better than that. And there's no, here's the cool part. There's no catch to it. You don't have to pay extra shipping and handling. Jesus does it all. And when you receive him as that gift in your life and you, and you realize what he's done for you, then everything changes. Everything changes. Can you imagine waking up in the morning and having hope again? Hello. We're having a party here. Just a minute. I'll rewind this. I'll play it back for you. (laughs) How many know, though? You see, instead of dreading the next day, that's really very nice. (laughs) Instead of dreading the next day, we can actually kind of get excited and have trouble sleeping because we don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow. But we do know that God will be with us. See? People can handle going through rough times when they know somebody's with them. When I know there's an end to the craziness, I can get through the craziness. Does that make sense? See, the reason we get all bent out of shape, the reason we wander aimlessly sometimes in our lives, is because we don't know there's an end. But let me tell you what, with Jesus, we have an amazing life. There is an end, folks, and it's it's eternal life. And it's the best present, it's the best gift you could ever receive how many want to have a life that's full of anticipation for good things how many want to have a security to know that no matter what happens physically, mentally, socially, wherever you're going to be okay well then I offer you to, tonight, I offer the, the best gift you can get you might get a present tonight you might get some fun things to take, to take with you but I have something that will last much longer than a pair of socks yeah. I do I have something that will last much longer than a coat or a shirt. I offer to you tonight to introduce you to my best friend. His name is Jesus. And I would love, I would love nothing more than to celebrate the birth of Christ by receiving Him into our heart. Would that be incredible? Amen. Can we bow our heads for a moment? And please, I don't want anybody looking around. This isn't a time to go... uh, Whatever. Seriously, right now with every head bowed, every eye closed I want you to think for a moment I just, just want you for a moment to think where are you at with God Have you ever received Him into your heart Have you ever made things right with Him okay, Now is the time, I'm telling you What we need to do is we need to pray and we need to receive the gift of salvation that was paid for us. And we do that by simply acknowledging Him. If you want to do that, if you want to give your heart over to God tonight, right now, I want you to pray with me. Say this with me. Say, Jesus. It's okay, you can say it. Say, Jesus, I need you. I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose again for me. I know you grew up. And I give you my life, I give you my heart. Come in and forgive me. I will serve you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. See, I believe that if you received Christ into your heart at that very moment, the Bible says old things are passed away and all things become new.
0: Now that sounds kind of religious jargon, but
1: But what it really means is you're a different person now. Now, you may not felt fireworks go off or tingly sensation or anything like that. It's not about that. It's by faith. That's what we, we don't necessarily see it, but we know it's true. And tonight, if you said that prayer, then you have received the best gift you could ever, ever get. See, you got something to anticipate. You got something to look forward to. Not my uncles on the roof with Jingle Bells. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, Merry Merry Christmas. Bless you.
0: Well, there you go. Hope you have a great Christmas from the Moyer household to you. We love you. Appreciate you. Have a great Christmas. And remember Jesus is the reason for the season.